this week on the Music Biz Weekly podcast. Man, I hope you don't have unrealistic expectations in your career because that's what we're talking about today. Let's let's keep those expectations attainable. You can have your dreams, but let's keep the expectations attainable. Welcome to the Music Biz Weekly Podcast, founded in 2011 and with over 500 weekly episodes, where Michael Brandvold and Jay Gilbert Two longtime music industry pros discuss the very latest trends, tools, and tactics that you need to succeed in this new musicians and industry professionals listen to the Music Biz Weekly podcast. If you have a product or service and would like to reach this audience, get in touch with Michael or Jay to discuss sponsorship. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly podcast. You got Michael Brandvold and Jay Gilbert. How you doing, Jay? Doing great. Thanks. It's uh it's a Friday. We're it is a Friday. A, we don't normally record on Fridays. Yeah, this kind of throws everything into a little bit of a loop for us. It's all good. Uh, it's all good. We the can, show must we, go on. We, we can deal with it. Yep. Um, we were going to have a guest this week, but they came down with a bad cold, and we're going to get them rescheduled, hopefully, for later next month. Um, so, as usual, Jay and I are flying by the seat of our pants. and Flying by me comfortable doing that mm-hmm. um before we get into this week's discussion uh just a quick shout out to bruce hypebot bands in town thank you so much for your support and of course we want to mention please come join us over on the bands in town artist community you can do that by just going to bandsintown.musicbizweeklypodcast.com discussions all week over there about the current episode, about last episodes, about news, everything else. So please join us over there on the Bands in Town Artist community. Um, And of course, a big shout out to our sponsors, Bandzoogle.com, built by musicians for musicians. Bandzoogle is an all-in-one platform that makes it easy to build a beautiful website and EPK for your music. Bandzoogle powers the websites for tens of thousands of musicians around the world, from weekend warriors to Grammy winners. All the features you need for a professional website are already built in, including hosting and a custom domain name, dozens of fully customizable design templates, tools to sell your music and merch commission-free, commission-free crowdfunding and fan subscription features, mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send newsletters, social media integrations, and of course, their amazing live tech support from their musician-friendly team that's available seven days a week. We put together a great offer for our listeners. Head over to bandzoogle.com, sign up, try it free for 30 days, and use this promo code. This is all one word now. The promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY, and you will save 15% off the first year of any subscription. And of course, discmakers.com. We know it's a digital world, but there's still an important role for physical media for today's musicians. Digital royalty payments can be so small that selling products like CD, vinyl, and t-shirts online and at gigs has become such an important income generator. For every CD you sell at a gig, you might need roughly 3,000 streams to make the same amount of money. That's a lot of streams. Our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for your discs and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and even T-shirts. So we got another great offer for all of our listeners. Head over to discmakers.com, place an order 
for 100 or more CDs. And when you check out, use this promo code, write this down. It's all one word, free biz. Put in the promo code free biz and you'll save up to $150 in shipping costs. So this week, let's yeah. talk about expectations and more, more specifically, unreasonable expectations that musicians, managers, anybody you might be working with might have. And these can be unreasonable expectations about touring, about your 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 release, your streams, anything, PR. I think it's one of the common topics, Jay, that you and I seem to always chat about before we hit the record button. That's right. It's either you this week or me this week going, oh, my God, I just read this online. I just spoke to somebody. Right. Can you believe the expectations that they they have and i think it's really important to talk about what are unreasonable expectations right and you should have goals right you and i talk about that all the time when you go into a tour or a release cycle or whatever you're doing it's really important to have goals but they have to be realistic goals and sometimes you and i in the course of our businesses we get to talk to managers artists agents that maybe don't have realistic expectations. And I think sometimes this comes from people who come from outside of the music business. And those expectations could be in, you know, something you and I talked about before we hit record, you know, publicity. And you recently had some situation like that where an artist or an artist manager had really unrealistic expectations as to the kind of publicity hits they were going to get. Yeah. You know, I think, before we get into some of the specifics, it's important to say that expectations differ by every band and differ by where your band is in its career cycle. Yeah. So if, if, if you're a band that's been around for 40 years and you've been doing this for a living successfully for 40 years, your expectations can realistically be different than a brand new band that's never been heard of, has no history, the players are completely unknown, and it's your first release. The expectations of those two bands need to be different. And I also think to some extent, like you said, you can have goals, and you can always have the shoot for the moon goal. There's nothing wrong with, oh my God, it wouldn't it be freaking incredible if this happened right but but you have to have <clears throat> realistic expectations underlying right that. and right. and there's and, a the, big and, difference between the two right expectations yes. and one goals. one one is a dream like that shoot for the That's moon okay. is the dream and we sure. all want that and it all you want to always kind of move in that direction and maybe it comes quicker and by surprise but that's not something you can realistically expect all the time and then the other thing is a lot of times I feel like some of these unrealistic expectations are driven by desperation. Can be. Yeah. You know, like this is our last album. This is our last shot. Uh, we put everything we got into this tour and, and 
that in itself doesn't make your expectations any more realistic. That is what it is. It's kind of desperation. You're, you know, it's your last chance. You're, it's your last effort to, to succeed at something. Mm -hmm. And you think you'll get it if you land something right. massive. Yeah. So, so where, where we're coming from is those expectations get put onto your team that's working for you and your team hopefully works their butt off on everything they're doing for you. But sometimes it's just impossible to deliver what yeah. people are dreaming of. You know, yeah. I, I, I had an artist, this was eight, nine, 10 years ago. Um, they were a regional band, a re successful regional band back in the seventies. Okay. And they got together and recorded a new album and it was a really good album. And they were wondering why they never got Rolling Stone magazine to review this new album. That was their expectation of like, this isn't successful until Rolling Stone reviews our album. And you know, the distributor at the time, and I was working with the distributor, we sat down and we're like, guys, let's be realistic here. You, you were a regional success 40 years ago. You're not on anybody's radar right now. And this is not a, this isn't knocking you down for your skills, your ability, the quality of the music, because it was all great, but you're just, nobody, nobody's, like going, oh my God, these guys are back. Oh my yeah. God, they finally released new nobody. Right. And 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 Rolling Stone cares even less about that small little regional band that's gonna make a break for it. They're like, yeah, you know, it's gonna be somebody big. Somebody yeah. and and more importantly, as we say all the time, somebody's got an actual story to this. Yeah, that narrative that we talk about all the time yeah, yeah. is really important. The, the time that you see developing artists and middle-class artists get a huge press hit like a Rolling Stone, and it does happen, is because it's got a powerful narrative. There's a story behind it. Did they overcome adversity? Did they collaborate with somebody? Did they achieve some kind of you know, uh, goal? Did they win a Grammy? Did they do something special? And I think one of the challenges of working with occasionally very new developing artists is they see somebody pop on TikTok or they see somebody blow up on YouTube or whatever it is. And, and they're, they're like, they're I like, can do that. I, exactly. I can right. do that. Why, why, why can't I do that? You know, yeah. Hey team, make that happen. Yeah. You know, as we had an episode a couple months ago, can't make viral happen. Yeah. You know, and, and expectations do need to be realistic. I mean, uh, let, let's, let's, you've got to look at who you are. It's almost like you, the artist need to step out of your skin and look at it from the outside. And it can be very tough to do this. Remove all of your history, remove all of your passion, all of your love for what you're doing. And just look at it from the average person on the street, the average, whether it's a media outlet, a radio station, um, you know, a playlist, whatever it might be, how would they see it? How are they going to see you and your music 
and the pitch when it comes across their desk. And if there's nothing special about it, likely nothing is going to happen. So, you know, to have expectations that just are impossible. And, and honestly, I would, I would challenge you if you are working with team members who tell you everything is possible, they're lying to you. I think you want, you want a team member who can come back and say, that's not possible. We can't yeah, do or that. realistic at this point. Let's be realistic. Career. You know, yeah. let's let's understand you want you want to be covered in some mainstream tabloid magazine. Well, let's be realistic. They don't cover any bands in your genre. Right. Without that band having, let's go back to the narrative and the story mm-hmm. that is the focus of the article or the interview which ends with a quick mention of your new album or your tour or whatever. But they're talking about the fact that, oh, you saved somebody's life or you donated millions of dollars to somebody or I, I don't know what it is, but you think about, you know, I, I, I was telling them it's, it's, they're looking for feel good human interest stories is what yeah. they want. And, yeah, you know, a annou- announcing a tour and an album isn't a feel good isn't human interest. Right. And on the other side of that, there's also people who are lazy and they just look at the data. So they'll go, well, what are your streams? What is your social footprint? Let me see your tour history and, and look at just the numbers to see what level you're at. Um, Today, things have changed. It, it used to be like, I just read this book called Sonic Boom about Warner music group. And a phenomenal book. And they talk about back in the day, they were allowed to sign just great artists that, did, that didn't have any numbers. They didn't have any Because they developed history. the artist. They would develop them over time. Yep. That doesn't happen much today. Um, a label will throw gasoline on your fire. They're not going to create your fire for you. Um, there's too much at risk. There's too much money at play. So those artists that are getting signed, and we'll talk about TikTok separately, primarily are artists that have built their own business, whether that's merch, whether that's touring, you know, they've built their own streams and their social following. And then a label can come along and see, look at the progress they've made. I can look build at the trend. on it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not building it from scratch because again, I think it's safe to say labels, marketing teams, managers, we all assume you're coming to us with the absolute best music possible. Right. So Remove the music from the equation. Now, what have you got? Right. Are you an, if I remove the music, your great music from the equation and you got no web presence, you got no fan base and you got nothing. Everybody's going to look at you and go, you're a nobody. Or if I remove the music yet, you still have 50,000 people in your own Facebook group that are engaged on a daily basis. And you got, 200,000 TikTok followers because you're posting fun videos. We're all going to look at that and go, okay, that's something we can work with. We can build upon that because again, like when somebody comes to me, they're coming to me specifically. I'm not going to speak for you, Jay, before the album has been recorded before the music they're there. That's all done. The album and the music is done. They're usually coming to me saying, all right, we just finished this and we want to release this in six months. Okay. 
you know, and frankly, I often tell people, I'm like, my opinion about your music really shouldn't matter. Right. Um, my musical taste could be very different from yours. Um, yes, I love your music, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you, rewrite the chorus and fix that solo and the drums right. are. The only thing you might do is say, this is not recorded well. This, this isn't a good quality. Sound well. Or, you know, here's my two cents yeah. on the on the song that I love as your first single. But I am counting on you to have made the absolute best quality music you can in your circumstances. Now, my job is to build upon what you got. And, right. and, and, and that's what we're talking about is you've got to build your own fire so somebody can build a bigger fire on top of that. Yeah. And that's where your expectations become more realistic. If you've got no fire, it's very unrealistic to have expectations that anybody is going to really jump on board. Yeah. I was in a meeting with uh, our mutual friend, Doc McGee, once where he was explaining to a band that their expectations were unrealistic. And in his words, he said, you don't have the heat, meaning that you don't have that demand. And so with your fan base, there are some ways that you can uh, work to grow it. And we'll get into that in a second. But I wanted to talk about another unrealistic expectation is with playlists. And we always say a playlist is not a marketing plan, but you still have, you know, a lot of folks will come in and say, you know, I want to be on this playlist, you know, and it's typically a DSP curated large playlist. And we had one recently where a, uh, an artist manager said, I really want to be on New Music Friday with, with my artist. So yeah, we'd love for that to happen, but let's take a look at what artists are on New Music Friday. What level of their career are they at? Right. What is their narrative? What who is backing them up and what are the numbers uh, behind that? Are you at that level? Do you, the, do you again, if you stepped outside of your skin and you looked at that playlist and then you as a person just listen to your music, could you go? Yeah, that would fit perfectly. Or let's be honest. No, it's kind of sticks out like a sore thumb. Right. And I wish it was a meritocracy and I wish it was just that the best music wins. But as you and I talk about all the time, it's the epitome of hypocrisy. It's sometimes it works that way, but sometimes you're getting placed on playlists because you're on a major label that maybe owns a piece of that DSP, or maybe the manager of a certain band that's very large has some other smaller ones that he's going to use the he's, larger one. He's going to yeah. use the larger one to leverage his smaller ones right. to get, so you're right. I mean, and the the music business has always been that way. You know, you we like to we like to think it's all about the music, but it's not about the music. Not it's always. all about relationships. It's about who you know. It's about who can do this. You know, it's about favors. I mean, and that's not just music business. I mean, every business is kind of built on favors. Hey, if you do this for me. I know you want me to do this for you. Yeah, relationships months. and follow through. Yep. No, no problem. We'll barter. We'll trade. You do that. I'll do this. But even given that, you've got to have realistic expectations because maybe you do get into that playlist that you didn't belong on. Doesn't mean you're going to get 100 million streams because you hit that playlist. 
you right. still might have nothing after yeah. you got on there. Right. Because Where are you in the playlist? Are you in the top 12 or are you number 150 out of 150? There's a different level of engagement, right? And it, this isn't all about developing artists either. You and I have worked with bands that fill up arenas. And one of those unreal ex expectations that I ran into was with a very popular band. And then the lead singer did a solo project. And he was asking the publicist, you know, well, why can't you get me on late night TV? Why can't you get me this cover that I want? And it was explained to him that when the Rolling Stones play in Japan, they fill up Budokan. But when Mick Jagger plays solo in Tokyo, he plays a 500 seat room and you aren't the band. You are a member and that band is much bigger than its individual parts. And so these expectations can be unrealistic, even at the highest levels. Oh, oh. Clearly, and 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 the unrealistic expectations at the higher levels are even more unrealistic quite often than they are at the lower levels. You yeah. know, at the lower levels, it might be well, how come, how come our press release just isn't getting posted by everybody? Well, because there's no story here. You're no one heat. of you're one of five thousand bands they got submitted in the last month. Blah blah blah. At the higher levels, you've got artists who are like, uh, yeah, how come how come, you know, the late night show didn't make me their featured performer and yeah. sit down for an interview? Yeah. Why wasn't and, I on the cover of that? And magazine? Why, yeah. Why? Why? Why aren't you getting me on again on the newsstand on the cover of this tabloid magazine, yeah. Yeah. Um, gossip magazine? It's like, dude, they just don't again, even for the biggest it's your story and you can be the biggest art artist in the biggest band and just releasing a solo album isn't a story. It will get you some headlines because of who you are. But if you want it to go to that next level where people sit down and do, you know, people magazine does a cover story on you. It ain't because you're releasing new music as a solo right. artist. What right. as, as that a level celebrity, what, is the story behind this. Yeah. If you ever want to see the narrative in play, watch CBS Sunday morning. It's, it's one of the greatest shows yes. out there. And what it has on all, whenever they feature an artist, there is a powerful narrative it's behind a story. it. story. Exactly. Absolutely. It's a feel good story. It grabs yeah. you at the heart, makes you feel something. It has nothing to do with the new single. Nothing. Right. Now and they then, will mention it. They, they will. And it will also, it's one of the biggest drivers of sales on Amazon as far as, you know, television shows and radio programs. They did a couple of pieces that I really enjoyed. One was on Bon Jovi, where they talk about his restaurant and feeding yes. the homeless and all of this stuff. And you and I talked about, uh, you know, with our friend from Cameo, how he went on cameo for a short time just to raise, you know, $150,000 for charity. That's a powerful That's a narrative. story. They had James Taylor on talking about battles with mental health and, and running, you know, when he was growing up, how challenging that was, how rough it was. Those are compelling human interest stories. If, if it was just, hey, James Taylor's got a new album coming out and he's touring with Jackson Brown. OK, to your point, that's going to get picked up in magazines, but not the same way it is. If like, you know, you're not going to get a focus reveals all on you. Yeah. 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 It so. The, that that's where expectations, you know, it, first of all, if you've got a manager, one of the jobs of the manager should be managing your expectations. 
And if your manager has unrealistic expectations, that could be a problem. Yeah. I mean, because a manager should be the level head in all of this going, okay, let me, I'm hearing all of this. Let me take it all in. Here's the reality. Yeah. Yeah. We the good managers we'll, do that. We will move in that direction, but you know what? You may not get the cover of Rolling Stone for another 10 years, but everything we're doing today is to move us there. Yeah. But right now it's unrealistic to think they will ever do that for you. The good managers, the experienced managers have realistic expectations. Um, I met with Jonathan Daniel this week, fantastic manager runs crush, yep. you know, um, green day fallout boy panic at the disco you name it and he's one of those guys that's just so smart and experienced and level-headed that his expectations are now is he shooting for the moon on things and trying to do big things of course he is but it reminds me of a manager that i had to go into and tell him that one of his artists new album had leaked online and I was the one that had to go in and I thought, oh, he's going to be so upset because it was a developing artist that was just kind of taking off. And I went into his office and I said, I, the, the music's leaked. We're trying to find out how it leaked. We're, we're, we sent a cease and desist. I just wanted to let you know it leaked. And I'm like ready to get hit in the head. Right. And he said, good. And I looked over at him and he said, it shows that somebody cares. Good. You know, he knows we're going to stop the leak, but it's, it's, that's the difference is these experienced managers, they don't freak out. You know, they don't have uh, unrealistic expectations. Well, yeah, because typically be, because that freak out, let's be honest, isn't going to do anything productive. Now, now I'm, you know, who knows, maybe after you left, he got on the phone and called the president of the label and kind of did his job as a manager. So his artists will feel like the managers got their back and like chewed them out. Yeah. But that was nothing more than probably for show. It's theater. Yeah. It's theater because yeah. What are you going to do about it? But you know, this kind of segues into one of the things we were talking about before we hit sure. record as well is it's also, especially, well, I shouldn't say, especially for smaller developing artists, because this can even fall on the biggest artists out there. Your job as the artist and your team is to figure out how to keep you in the news every freaking month. What, what's, what's the story this month? What's the story next month? What's the story That's two hard. months from now? That's a challenge. It's, it's a challenge. It's a bigger challenge for the smaller developing artists who are doing nothing. Um, but even the bigger artists don't think about that. You know, sometimes you'll have to go back to that bigger artist and go, uh, you know, this is, pretty fucking cool story here that i just saw this <laughs> photo and and you know it's like well here i'll give you a perfect example not that this turned into a massive story but one of my clients is blackie lawless from wasp and um a couple weeks ago and there's, there's been a photo that's been circulated in the kiss fan world for many years it's a photo of blackie lawless sitting um at a table poolside at the Marriott Marquis in 1976. He's waiting for Ace Fraley because Ace Fraley and Blackie Lawless are longtime friends. They go way back. Um, it was a photo of him. And I, I've seen it many times, but I sent it to Blackie and I said, hey, more of just, hey, 46 years ago today, this is what you were doing. He goes, dude, I've never seen this photo before. That's Ace Fraley's leather bag sitting on the table. Let me tell you the story of what was behind all of this. It was 
the big three night stand of Anaheim sold out shows that kiss had down in LA. He went on to tell me about this and I emailed him back and I'm like, black, can I take some of your story, put this together and post it, you know, on the internet? It's like, yeah, that would actually be pretty cool. So there's an example of an artist who just looks at that and goes, wow, that's a cool memory, but didn't think of it as anything newsworthy. Right. I sit there and go, okay, I need something to post. I need a story for you for maybe the blabbermouse and the brave words to pick up and stuff like that. I'll post this photo with Blackie Lawless's comments about this and we'll see what happens. That's what you have to do is keep yourself newsworthy month after month after right. month. But those got to be realistic expectations at the same time. That's a compelling story, though. As you're describing it, I'm thinking that that's amazing. That's a really great to him. That might not have been too big of a deal, but you have to put your hat on that. You're the listener. You're the reader. That's and, that's yeah, that's the step outside of your own skin and look at it from the outside. Yeah. And and and, you know, Black, Blackie has been great about that when I come back and say, wow, this is actually pretty cool. And he's like, yeah, you're right. That 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 let's go that angle. Let's talk about that. Um, cause sometimes it is very hard for an artist to remove themselves from it, especially if they've been doing this for over 40 years. Oh my they're gosh. So, of course they're so deep into their own yeah. career and everything that, that they don't see this as cool. They don't see this as interesting newsworthy. They don't see it in the eyes of a fan or the media, right? You know, you know, especially the media who is like, oh yeah, there's, there's again, there's a good human interest, fun story. Blackie Lawless, 1976, waiting for Ace Fraley before the sold-out Anaheim um, stadium shows that kissed it. I mean, that's just kind of cool. Yeah. So it's that narrative. It's so the narrative. Important. So, you know, expectations, as you said, are extremely important. You have to have expectations. But you have to have realistic and attainable expectations yeah. for where you are in your career's life cycle. Right. And, it, and what those, you know, again, if it's radio or media, what they would realistically cover anyway. I mean, right. you know, radio is the same. Radio can be bundled into all of this. Are you realistically going to get your new AOR rock single added to the lead AOR rock station in New York city, just because it's good music. No, because, and as I tell a lot of clients, the new Def Leppard doesn't get added to the stations that play all the old Def Leppard. Yeah. Why would they add a completely unknown artist? Right. Or I, I think I, I had one yeah. client who's like, well, my band recorded a cover of a classic song and that classic the cover is even better than the original radio should be all over this mm. i was like radio doesn't give a crap about a cover of a classic song because the listeners only want to hear the classic song right right i think what you're pointing out is really important and that is that you have to separate goals from expectations and we stress all the time you must have goals um, and then you measure your success against some of those goals, but the expectations have to be a little bit more attainable and realistic. 
And you'll know as you start to develop your career, you, you should have goals and expectations in all aspects of your career, whether it's, you know, your social media following, your sales streams and downloads, you know, the butts in the seats when you go play live, you know, merch sales. It's good to have these goals to see where you're overperforming and maybe underperforming. And you can kind of measure yourself against other artists to see where they're struggling and maybe where they're succeeding. But to your point, you really have to separate what your dream kind of goals are eventually to what your kind of immediate expectations are right now. Yep. And and I guess one last thing I would add is those expectations and the ability to meet them are somewhat dependent and driven by how hard you're willing to work for them yourself. Yeah. So sitting down at a table with the band members, a manager, a marketing team, and you just rattling off, here's my three expectations for this release. And then you go on vacation for the next two months, expecting everybody else to make it happen. That's not quite the same as you being right in the trenches with your team, helping them achieve and land those expectations. 100%. You have to have it. And we've said this so many, you have to want this more than everybody else. You have to work harder than everybody else on your team. If those are your expectations, then you damn well better be working for them as well. Not just walk in, put down a piece of paper with three goals and say, in three months, I want to see these achieved. Bye. Yeah. You know, we always say the harder we work, the luckier we get. And those, those artists that succeed, they surround themselves with evangelists and they work hard. And we, this is a tough business. It has a high failure rate. If you're just looking at ROI, but we always say that music is who you are, not what you do. And a lot of musicians I speak with, they, they couldn't do anything else. They have to do this for their own sanity. Exactly. But at the same time, they need to at least try and be in the trenches with the team as all of this is happening, yeah. not disappearing for two weeks and not answering emails when you're like, Hey, we've got a great opportunity here and there's no reply and it's yep. crickets and it's crickets and it's crickets. And then you come back and go, well, why didn't we get this? Because you were gone <laughs> or because the opportunity did present itself. And then you finally said, well, you know what? Uh, I got to go to the gym that day. Yeah. I'm going, I'm going on a weekend vacation. Well, you know, if it's really important that weekend vacation can get postponed or you do this while you're on vacation. I mean, you know, look at somebody like Gene Simmons, that guy doesn't take a vacation ever. He'll, he'll work through everything. He'll be on the phone in makeup and costume backstage five minutes before hitting the stage to do a show because he's working on something. He might be doing an interview. He might be cutting a deal. Yeah. Well, you that's know, why he's lead by example. Where he is. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, so manage those expectations and more importantly, manage those unrealistic expectations. I mean, we, as your team members, we truly want to achieve everything you want to achieve, but sometimes it's just impossible and you need to be willing to hear somebody come back to you and say, you know what? That's not achievable we can't do that at this level of where you are in your career or that, that magazine no longer cares about music and bands. This isn't 19, 
87 where hard rock was all over everything. Right. You know, don't, don't get angry if somebody says we have to adjust those expectations a bit. Yes, sir. Awesome. So head over to bands in town musicbizweeklypodcast.com let's chat about expectations and have you encountered people who have had unrealistic expectations and you don't need to name names and we don't want you to throw people under the bus unless it's yourself and you want to just give yourself as an example which is fine I mean that's a great learning example but where have you encountered unrealistic expectations and maybe it's not on the artist maybe you booked a show at a venue and the venue expected you to sell 3,000 tickets when you were right up front saying your fan base is 500 you know or maybe you talked to a potential manager who put these unrealistic expectations on you or a record label I mean let's be honest sometimes record labels come out and go our expectations are you're going to sell Double platinum. What? Nobody sells double platinum anymore. You know, so have you encountered unrealistic expectations out there? Um, so quick shout out one more time. Thank you to Bruce and everybody at HypeBot and Bands in Town. And of course, to our sponsors, Bandzoogle.com and Discmakers.com. We appreciate, we appreciate all you do to support us. Absolutely. And just a quick reminder. You can find the Music Biz Weekly podcast on Vivo Podcasts. Check us out, Vivo Podcasts, on any of your Vivo apps that are playing on smart TVs or on YouTube. So that's it, everybody. Music Biz Weekly podcast. We'll see you next week. Visit DiscMakers.com to place an order for 100 or more CDs. And when you check out, use promo code FREEBIZ and get free shipping. Up to a $150 value. Weeklypodcast.com. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow and rate us on Spotify. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We appreciate your support. For Music Biz Weekly, provided by LarryDavisVoice.com and by JessicaMarsVoice.com. That's Mars with a Z.